This podcast is brought to you by Likeable Media. At Likeable Media, we create, curate, and promote content that gets your brand results. So contact us today by visiting likeable.com. All the social ladies, 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 all the social ladies. Now put your phones up. Welcome to All the Social Ladies with CEO of Likeable Media, Carrie Kerpin. Now, Carrie Kerpin. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of All the Social Ladies. I'm Carrie Kirpin, CEO of Likeable Media, and today I am on fire because I am here with Dina Bakowitz. Dina Bakowitz is the Chief Networking Officer at Fireball Network and comes from four generations of feisty career women. Her favorite expression, and I actually have heard this from her directly, I know someone you should meet. Let me introduce you. She's passionate about empowering professionals to build their confidence, their skills, and their networks. And Fireball Network, which she'll tell you all about, they deliver networking coaching, presentation coaching, and business development consulting. She's a dynamic speaker. She's a coach. She's a consultant. She's a writer. And when you meet her, you just absolutely fall in love with her. And one of my favorite fun facts, she has a million fun facts. She's an active member of like every organization under the sun. But my favorite fun fact about her is that she can work a room, not in one language, not in two language, not in three languages, but in fact, in four languages. Welcome, Dina, to the show. Thanks, Carrie. Bonjour. Bonjour. Okay, very good. Which languages? Oh, special. Hello and guten Tag. French, English, Hebrew, and Spanish. Oh, wonderful. Shalom. 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 And a little bit of Hungarian. Oh. Okay, wonderful. So, okay, Dina. So, I know when I met you, I was automatically taken by you, your energy, your passion, and your desire to help other women grow and succeed in their careers. Mm -hmm. But our women who are listening to all the social ladies may not know you as well. So I would love for you to share your story. Tell us how you became the dynamic fireball that you are. Well, I wasn't always a fireball. I was a frizzball in high school. (laughs) I have curly hair. I brushed it out. I'm short. I was chubby. And my transformation from what I was in high school to what I am now I find is very similar to what most people went through in high school throughout their lives. We all have that awkward, insecure little peep squeak on our shoulder everywhere we go saying, they're going to make fun of you, they're going to laugh at you, mm-hmm. they're going to tease you, mm-hmm. they're going to reject you. Mm-hmm. So in 1999, I moved to New York City from Montreal, Canada, yes. where I was born and raised. And the first job I had here in New York was in show business doing Broadway marketing and promotions. We created promotional marketing campaigns for Broadway and off-Broadway shows. That's it like was, a dream New York job if I've ever heard of one. absolutely a dream job. And I, I have a theater and dance background. I, I always say my head is in business and my heart is in the arts. So I had this wonderful first job, and of course I'm still in touch with my boss 15 years later through, social, me- through social media. And I've had many different career paths, including show business, social work, and marketing and business development. 
being an entrepreneur is in my DNA. Mm -hmm. So my grandmother was a business owner. My great-grandmother was a business owner. My father was a business owner. My brother is a business owner. We joke sometimes my mother's the only one in the family who has a real job. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. She gets a paycheck. (laughs) But really... Running my own company and doing business development and bringing in sales, is it's in my blood. I yep. grew up with it. I was planning surprise parties and Christmas parties when I was 12, 13 years old. Yep. And so um, eventually, through all these different careers and consulting jobs, I realized that what I wanted to do was also what I was really the best at. And I started Fireball Network along with my business partners because I don't believe anyone should ever work alone. Mm. And so we started Fireball Network in January of 2009. And it was really to teach people what I knew, what I had learned from other women, from men, from the business world, from show business, how to get up on stage and present yourself, how to make an impact when you work a room, how to go after business how to articulate who you are. And for me, whatever room I walk into, people are generally going to recognize me. I'm tiny. I have curly red hair. Growing up, that was not a positive. That was why I was so insecure was because of my height. And I transformed that. I flipped it around and said, you know what? If they're going to remember me, I'm going to take advantage of that. Mm. So I say people may recognize me because of the way I look. They'll remember me for who I am and how I interacted with them. And so you find that, I would imagine, to be a tremendous advantage, correct? That people remember who you are. Exactly. And they feel a connection, hopefully. I'm friendly. I smile. Right. You know, I may not always remember somebody else, but I will absolutely engage with them and be receptive. And, like, you have a brand. People will remember Mm -hmm. you. Your husband with the orange shoes. They may not remember exactly what you do, but it's a conversation starter. So do you do you recommend for people, and I, I think I've talked about this before on the show. I'm trying to think of which which guest I spoke to that talked about the importance of a signature style. I remember hearing you talk yes, about that. Yes, yes. I think that visually it's helpful, it's valuable, but it's not the most important thing. And this is really what we work with our clients on is, so you know the expression, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's who knows you yep. and what do they know about you. So how are people going to remember you, Carrie Kirpin? Will it be because of something you wore? Maybe. But is that really how you want them to remember you or what you want them to remember you by? Right. No, it will be your podcast, your energy, your personality, your warmth, the fact that you're a hugger. Right. So uh, that's what we work with our clients on is figuring out what it is about them. And that includes fun facts, something about your personal life, your hobbies, your family, what you like to do when you're not at work. A fireball fun fact, we call them. It could be something your coworkers would be surprised to learn about you. And when we did the workshop at Likeable Media, we found out that one of your likable fireballs used to do singing telegrams. Wow. Right? Very fun. So anything about yourself that creates a bond with other people, that gives them a reason to connect with you on a personal level. And so do you think, you know, when you're when you're coaching these people and mm-hmm. helping helping to teach people, mm-hmm. Is it something – so you you must feel, particularly based on Fireball Network, that this is something that can be taught, right, to be to be more gregarious, to be more outgoing, a better networker, but, you know, more of like embracing who you are can be taught? Absolutely. And, you know, not everyone will be gregarious. Not everybody will be a complete extrovert. Right. And we don't ever want to teach someone to be something that we're right. not. We want – 
it goes to the skill, certainly, and your personal strengths and your personality. Everyone has different skills. And bringing out those skills and connecting with people through those skills and your personality is really what matters. It's being who you are and using that to build relationships. And, you know, chemistry, not everyone's going to connect with everyone. That's fine. It is about chemistry. People do business with people they like. So how do you find the right people for you to connect with. You and I can work any room. We're happy mm-hmm. if there's five people in the room or 5,000 people right. in the room. Our engineer clients, for example, in general, do not want to work a room with 500 people. But one-on-one, they can create business opportunities on an intellectual level, on, an, on a business and personal level that works perfectly for them. So it sounds like a lot of what you do is helping what determine what it is that makes you different so that you're able to talk about that. Yeah, because I think people are probably so out of touch with that. They are. I I mean, even myself, right? I was insecure about my skills and my talents. Figuring them out, getting feedback from other people, getting advice from other people and doing a little bit of soul searching, of course, um, helped me figure out what am I good at? What do I love to do? Where do I want to focus my time and energy? And it's definitely coaching one-on-one. It's delivering workshops to groups. It's building the business and marketing and branding and promoting and connect with people. So I do what I love. I love it. I And that's what we help our clients with is if there's something they don't like to do and they're not good at, Don't focus on that. That's not how you'll build your business. Let's figure out your strengths and your skills and your talents. And let's teach you what you may be lacking. Let's look at it from a different perspective. I think everyone should have a business coach. I have a business coach. Mm -hmm. My coach has a business coach. Absolutely. You all need outside help. Everyone should have their own, we call it BYOB, build your own board. (laughs) Yes. You should have your personal board of directors. It's not just that you you have friends, certainly, but for your business, for your career, You need people around you who can give you professional advice and honest feedback and say, you know what, when you show up in a room, this is how you present. You may want to rethink this way of talking or how you dress or the message that comes across. Women in particular tend to diminish themselves. Absolutely. So, for example, I'm at a commercial real estate women networking event, and this woman walks up to me. We shake hands. Hi, I'm Francesca. I'm an architect. I'm Dina. I'm a business owner. I help business owners that are... Well, her her description of herself as I'm an architect was not doing herself any justice. Mm-hmm. She's a co-founder and principal at her mm-hmm. own architecture firm mm-hmm. with her business partner. They design cruise ships, hotels, and multifamily luxury buildings. That's a much better pitch than I'm an architect. Of course. You know, oh, another client of mine, uh, I'm Lisa. I work for a law firm. What do you do? Right. It turns out she's director of business development for one of the top 500 firms in the country. It's interesting. And I don't know if that in general, if you find that more with women than with men, because I just think ultimately we're so focused on being really competent that we lose a lot of the confidence yes. when we're presenting, you know, like that we're not because we're not good enough or we're not, you know, we haven't yet received the accolades for ourselves that would make our, our in our own mind us worthy of great things. We don't introduce ourselves as if we are worthy of great things, which, of course, we are and we're doing great right. things. So it's, exactly. it's fascinating. It's fascinating. I actually I had a confidence question for you from something you mm. said earlier. You talked about being from a family of entrepreneurs. <clears throat> Did that make you more or less fearful of becoming an entrepreneur? Did it make it easier for you or just like 
I always knew I would run my own business. You did. Always. So I feel like my daughter, uh, my older daughter, too, is quite similar where we, you know, because she's exposed to entrepreneurship, Mm -hmm. where I grew up in a family who was, you know, really government and worked for the government and were all about security and pension. And so the idea to me was so terrifying before mm-hmm. I did it. So it's, it's so wonderful that you were it, able to it do that. Just I knew for my personality and my upbringing and what I was surrounded by that I would always run my own company. I did, and I listened to advice from my friends who said, we know you'll be great when you decide to start your own company, but you need to take jobs with other people to get street credibility yes. and experience yes. that you can't get on your own. Yes. And <clears throat> one of my clients, who's the president of a division of a publicly traded company, okay. said to me, he says, you're pretty fearless. I said, I am. He goes, what scares you? Working for other people. Oh, yeah. That would be my yeah. biggest fear is having yeah. to answer to somebody. I <laughs> like telling people what to do. I know. <laughs> I, I was Lucy. The doctor's in. That will be five cents, please, since That's I was a kid. so people funny. always came to me for advice. So it's in your blood. It is. People it's came really to me for in advice. And it's also the social worker in me. I did a degree in social work, and I worked in hospitals and nursing homes and medical rehab. And also, that has really impacted and affected what I do now because in healthcare, you realize that the people who are most at risk yep. are the people who are the most isolated. Absolutely. And the same is true in business. Absolutely. And in the hospitals, what I did was working to bring uh, patients and their families together with the resources they need for healing. I ran a lot of support groups because I always believed, and I still do to this day, that having a group of people around you sharing similar experiences will give you more insight than just sitting one-on-one. I think certainly people need private coaching yes. as well as joining organizations. Yes, absolutely. And and surrounding themselves with their board of directors. And in terms of confidence as well, no matter how hard of a time you're going through, whether it's health or business or life in general, when you can help somebody else, you feel better about yourself. Yep. That yep. is one of my number one confidence-building tips is Love if you want to feel better about yourself, help, help someone, someone else. else. Agreed. Agreed. Join a committee, um, volunteer your services, sit down with a friend of yours. It does. It makes you feel much better about yourself, too. And, I totally agree. And as here's another part of that. Ooh, as I'm ready. women, we tend to, we don't like to ask for help. We don't mm-hmm. like to ask for favors. Mm-hmm. It, again, it goes to that competency. I don't want to bother yep. anybody. We're not yep. assertive enough. I, I, myself included, I'm guilty of all of these things until I learned and got over it. So I say to my clients, well, you don't want to ask her for a favor because you feel like you're imposing. What if your friend Jennifer came to you and said, Carrie, um, I need your help. I need your advice. Would you be willing? And how would you feel about helping her? Thrilled. Right. So then I would say to Jennifer, how dare you deny Carrie the privilege? I I totally agree. So when I I explain it and you flip it around, put yourself in someone else's shoes, it, it... and Agreed. it takes practice. Agreed. You know what? Saying, I need help. The worst someone can say is no or not right now. Right. So, Dina, you know, mm-hmm. on the show, we talk a lot about social media, yes. which is all the social ladies. But you and I have actually had very interesting discussions about online networking mm-hmm. versus offline networking. Yes. So tell me a little bit about how at Fireball Network you guys mm-hmm. are using social or you recommend social to your clients. Yes, we do. And then tell me how it differentiates, though, from what I would call the real thing, which is the, you know, the interaction in person and the face-to-face interaction. Well, I have to say, Carrie, coming from you, calling networking the real thing is huge. And I'm glad your listeners are hearing that. Of course. We do. I use social media. I love social media. Mm -hmm. I think it's an extension and a support system and a complement for in-person networking. 
it's marketing on a huge level. And you and Dave mentioned this when you were speaking at the Elevate event where yes. I saw you just uh, in the winter. Yes. Social media gives you an opportunity to talk to people on a scale and a scope that you would never have one-on-one. Yep. It's a marketer's dream. Yep. The two, social and in-person, have to be consistent. So that goes to branding as well. Who are you? How you show up in the world? How do people remember you? What do they remember you by? Yep. And that should be consistent, similar, authentic in both social and in person. So I use your exercise. As I said, I tell my clients, learn from other people, pay it forward. Yep. So you're the three qualities or three or four words that best, best, best describe your personality, your brand, your personal brand, your business. And in our case, uh, we use words like certainly motivation and confidence, humor, fun. Right. And um, connections, relationships. Yep. So what we do on social media is about connecting people. It's about entertaining and amusing. It's talking about networking in a way that's useful and practical and also engaging with people. So we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, LinkedIn, absolutely love. We publish our articles, our blog on LinkedIn as well, have conversations, get the word out, promote our programs, connect with universities. Because I also believe that you're never too young to start networking. Absolutely. High school, college, and we launched Fireball Network University. Oh, brilliant. Thank you. To work with college students on their presentation skills and their networking skills. It's essential. It's essential. And actually, the reason I I say, you know, about in-person networking, and I think we've talked about this before, being the real thing, is that I think particularly when when we have social ladies guests who are talking about the topic of networking, I think that it is it is a frequent phenomenon that mm-hmm. when you are uh, young and coming up in the age of social media, you default to social media as a means for communication sure. where you need to learn the in-person piece as much. Mm-hmm. I think social media is incredible in networking for access. Like yes. it's it's like you're at a huge cocktail party it's with everyone in the world. The whole world. I love it. The whole that. world. <laughs> and I also think it's a great opportunity to showcase thought leadership. Yes. But I think the follow-up in person or on the phone or, you know, mm-hmm. so in IRL, if you will, in, in real, real life, life. <laughs> is is quite is quite essential. And I think that that's something that I've seen with you and, and we've talked about in terms of collaboration on, on an online and offline uh-huh, yeah. concept of how to bring those things together. So it's so exciting that uh, your clients get the benefit of both. These young digital natives who grow up so comfortable with social media and technology, they don't, they're lacking a lot of the basic human communication skills. And we say, you know, today people are more connected than ever before thanks to technology. Mm-hmm. But thanks to technology, people are more disconnected than ever before. They're lonely. And they need, the world needs fireball. (laughs) The world needs that type of back to the basics, old fashioned, how to sit down and have a conversation without a phone, without Twitter, without Facebook, without selfies, eye contact. The other thing is with social media, you you do want to prepare and you do want to plan the same way you plan for a presentation or podcast. What's your message? You, You craft it, you write it, you edit it, you get feedback. But when you're at a cocktail party or a lunch meeting and someone says something to you, can you imagine if you said something to me, oh, you talked about likable media and your fabulous staff there and likable local, and I just went thumbs up. 
and walked away. Right, right. I like this. <laughs> Dina likes this. I like it. Thank you. Uh, or I said nothing. It actually could be a cut through the clutter interesting strategy. If you yeah. just interrupted yeah. like, like I know. But where do you go from there? There's, <laughs> Dina Bakowitz <laughs> likes, likes this. this. Bye. <laughs> You'd certainly be remembered. You would be remembered. I, I, or can you imagine walking away, just it. ignoring you and walking away and I coming back it. an hour later saying, I like it. I love it. Or I don't. <laughs> right. Exactly. So that's that's pretty good on what not to do. Tell me what some of your top tips would be in terms of building confidence for networking. If you're networking, because I think that what holds people back is it's a fear of eye contact. That's why it's, social media has been so great. Like it's sure. a fear of eye contact, fear of talking in a person. saying the wrong thing. Right. It's saying the wrong thing. Like you can edit. You can edit your you comments. Can edit. On so- you right. can't take your foot out of your right. mouth. Exactly. <laughs> and that's exactly. what people are scared of. And exactly. It, you know, so but you Tips. Can't. I need help. Okay. You got to help my listeners. All right. They need it. Here we go. First of all, the number one tip for building confidence is you got to do it. Okay. You got to get out there. Put yourself out. Just do it. Just gotta do it. Got to Nike it up. Practice makes almost perfect. Okay. You need feedback. Okay. So, for example, if you're working on your fireball pitch. Yep. Because the elevator pitch is so last year. <laughs> Yeah, an elevator pitch is sleazy. People have a misconception that the minute they meet you, they have to sell you their services without learning anything about you, without having a nice conversation. Here's what I do. Here's my services, and I want to have a business meeting with you. And now I'm moving on to the next person. No. You have to have this fireball pitch that shows people your personality, your brand, what you do, how you can help them, and also ask questions. Listen and learn. Absolutely. There has to be that back and forth, Mm -hmm. some kind of balance. So get feedback. Come up with a pitch. Test it out on friends, colleagues, people that you know. Uh, Record yourself. Film yourself and watch it back. How's your body language? A lot of women stand. They cross their legs. They cross their arms. They play with their hair. They tip their head down. Now, because I'm short, I never have my head down. I'm always looking (laughs) up. You're looking up. I'm always That works. That works. And, you know, having a dance background, it's shoulders back, chin Mm -hmm. up, chest Mm -hmm. out, stand up straight. The same way you do on stage. Um, so it's paying attention to the body language. Absolutely. Body and how we speak, right? My name is Lisa. I'm an architect. Oh, the upspeak. Yeah. The upspeak, the vocal yeah. fry, yep. the diminishing, yep. the shrugging of the shoulders. Yep. And, and we worked on this in our workshop with your staff as well. If you're in a room full of hundreds of other social media experts, business coaches, consultants, architects, lawyers, what have you, how are you going to stand out? Right. How will people remember you? Well, they'll remember how you made them feel. So that's another part of networking. Focus on the other person. Be curious. One of the things that frustrates me the most is a one-sided conversation mm. where the other person's doing all the talking or doing all the listening. Or let's say I start talking to you about apples and then you start talking to me about computers. And like, I bring the conversation back to oranges right. and you talk about televisions. Like having two separate conversations because you're not even really listening. Yeah. And and that, unfortunately, is because people are so scared, scared, they're nervous, they're trying to figure out what to say next, that they're planning in their head already yep. without paying attention. I say, let some of that planning go. You have to plan your pitch ahead of time, certainly. You have to plan your strategy. Do your research. Do your homework. What is this organization about? Who's the speaker? So on the one hand, you do your research and you get some, you can practice your conversation starters. We have all of our clients come up with a a handful of conversation starters Mm. they can use in almost any situation or for different situations, depending on where they are. And then you have to leave some of it to chance and just go with what the other person's talking about. And so if if you're starting out and you say, okay, I'm ready, 
Dina told me to just do it. I'm going to mm-hmm. do it. Where would you recommend finding good events to start and where to go? Excellent question. A lot of our clients ask us that. Yeah. It depends. Okay. And this is also, I, I say it depends in a lot of situations because yep. depending on who your target market is, depending on who your ideal clients are, depending on what your goals are for networking, the type of organization you're going to join, the type of committee you're going to get on will be based on what meets your goals. I had one client say, well, I go to all these free meetups, but I don't meet people that would be my target client. I said, who's your target client? Corporations. They're not going to free meetups. Right. So, you know, part of the confidence building and the doing it obviously involves get some expert help. Ideally, right. fireball, but right. anybody. Just right. Get somebody to help you figure Somebody it to out. help you. You need an outside. But it sounds like thinking about the target, thinking about where where your target would go. Right. So okay. if your target is banks, where do the bankers go to network? If your target is lawyers, would you go to the American Bar Association, New York County lawyers? Would you Would you recommend though? Mm-hmm. Think about Think about what your client said about the free meetups. Like, if their target's not there, if you're If you're practicing and you're totally early and yes. green, wouldn't you yes, go? Both, I feel like I would absolutely. go to the free meetup, and I'd be like, okay, I have nothing to lose. I, I could love meet that some idea. random friends. You can go somewhere where you know you're not going to meet any clients yep. in practice. Yep. Where there's no risk. And sometimes I feel like even when I go to a random something, mm-hmm. I meet somebody who impacts my life in some way. I think it's I never always be prepared. I, yeah. Right? yeah. I always say you never know how the next person you meet can change your life. Absolutely. And so tell me a little bit. I know you talked a lot about early on personal brand mm-hmm. and your your personal brand is so clear. And I actually love how you talked about some of the things that challenged you, mm-hmm. um, you know, in high school and where you were about your personal brand. <laughs> I was an insecure little you, Right. Now something that you embrace. Tell me a little bit how, how important personal branding is in networking and, and it's critical. things that it's critical. It's critical. Because you have to if, know who you are. If we say, right, you're showing how you show up in the world. Mm-hmm. That how people remember you, mm-hmm. how you show up in a business situation and in a personal situation, that is your personal brand. How do you want people to remember you? What impression do you leave? And so if you're forming a relationship with somebody you meet, you have to have a personality and a brand for them to form a relationship mm. with. So I look at personal branding and networking as completely intertwined. Mm. Because we're doing business with people. We're not buying a company. We're not buying the – I mean, if you're buying a pencil, you're buying a pencil. Yep. But if you're buying professional services, as your clients are, as my yes. clients are, yes. and in fact, my clients' clients are buying professional right. services, they're choosing based on the person they're dealing with. Yes. So what matters? Is it the authority? Is it the expertise? Certainly. We're going to assume that someone has authority and expertise, that they deliver, that they're responsive. Beyond that, what makes the difference, whether right. it's an engineer or an right. architect or an entrepreneur or creative? Right. So knowing who you are and how you want to present your brand to the world is critical because that's who they're building the relationship with. Amazing. So knowing who you are, I have some questions Mm -hmm. about you. And I would love to know what was the proudest moment in your career? The proudest moment in my career will be. Yes. Oh, I love it. So goal-oriented, Dina. Yes. Being on national television. Which okay. is one of our goals for this year. Great. As you know, I give me a microphone, a That's stage, it. and an audience, That's it. and I'm a happy fireball. I love it. And the other proudest moment will be when we launch our own TV show. Wow. Which we are in the process of. Wow. Very, so I'm very exciting. I love it. I have to say I'm, I'm grateful for all the amazing people who have gotten us this far. Yep. And, and I'm proud that I've been able to surround myself with advisors and supporters and friends and fans and collaborators 
to keep working. So I don't, I don't want to say that the proudest moment is over. There's been a lot of incredible moments and karmic events. I love that. I love that the proudest moment is yet to come because yes. it, it means that you're always kind of searching for mm-hmm. more and always aspiring higher, which I absolutely, absolutely love. And that's what networking to me is about. You know, the word networking, people call it all different things, and sometimes it gets a bad rap, and I don't. The concept is building long-term, meaningful, professional, and personal relationships Absolutely. that bring results. But that's way too long for Twitter, so we call right. it networking. Right, right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And Dina, obviously mm-hmm. you've had a lot of success. You've had this you know, entrepreneurial spirit in your blood since early on, and you've launched this network, and you're connecting people around the globe. How about, did you ever have like a really interesting career mistake that you really learned from? Was there ever anything that you could use that helped you be better? I think that any mistakes I've made in my career, any times when something really didn't work out was when it was the wrong fit. When I was in in a culture at at another company where it was completely the wrong environment for my skill set, where I wasn't supported in the work I was doing when I've worked with clients that it was not the right fit Mm -hmm. and, or when I was not using when I wasn't playing to my strengths. So if I was focusing my efforts and energy on something that really wasn't what I was meant to be mm-hmm. doing. And, and this is what we tell our clients also. That's why you delegate. That's why you hire people. That's why you outsource. Absolutely. Focusing on your strengths and spending your time and your energy on what you do best is what will take you further. And the times that I haven't done that are the times when I said, you know what, looking back on it, okay, that was a mistake. But learning from it is key. And I think that the biggest mistake is holding on to mistakes too long mm. and and saying, well, I made that mistake in the past and, you know, it's not going to work out in the future. Like, you have to be optimistic. You have to look forward. Our brand is all about positivity yep. and energy and confidence and motivation and that next person that you're going to meet. So the one of the biggest mistakes you can make is not trying something. I love it. So many great pearls of wisdom there. I mean, would you say, I was going to ask you the best advice that you ever received. I, I mm-hmm. love the concept of soaring with your strengths and really focusing on your strengths. I think that's that's an amazing piece of advice that you, Thank you. you can leave us with today. Is there any other advice that you want to leave, any other pearls of wisdom you'd like to leave our social ladies with today? Absolutely. Uh, number one is you don't, for women in particular, you don't get what you deserve. You get what you demand. Hmm which means just sitting around waiting for it to come to you is not going to happen. You have to be specific about what you want, what kind of clients you want to work with. Be specific about your qualities and don't be afraid to self-promote. So going after what you want and asking for help and asking for the business, you know, as a salesperson, you're an incredible salesperson. A lot of women are not comfortable that they need to learn. So you do not get what you deserve. You get what you demand. And the other pearl of wisdom, which I learned from one of my mentors, Marilyn Kane, surround yourself with good people. Oh, definitely. Build a network of support. Build your own board of directors. Surround yourself with good people. I love it. And Dina, if people are interested in learning more about Fireball Network, where should they go? And learning to wanting to connect with you. <laughs> Fireballnetwork.com. Okay, we wonderful. Our blog on social media, Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn. Certainly. And call me. 
Call me for a consultation. I'd love to hear from your listeners. I'd love to talk to them and connect with them and engage with them. And we had Dina at Likeable Media and our staff, uh, a lot of millennials and and Mm -hmm. obviously young professionals are out there. They were just totally floored. So I can speak from experience. And Fireball Network, uh, it's a great concept. And I'm I'm just so happy to have Dina on the show today. (laughs) Thank you so much, Carrie. You've been listening to All the Social Ladies with Carrie Kerfin, CEO of Likeable Media. You can follow Carrie on Twitter, at Carrie Kerfin. To get current social media insights and great tips, sign up for Carrie's weekly newsletter by emailing newsletter at likeable.com. This podcast was brought to you by Likeable Media. At Likeable Media, we create, curate, and promote content that gets your brand results. Visit likeable.com for more information today.